Everyone, welcome into another episode of the Spoiler Alert Podcast, episode 24, and we are just ramping up in the heat of the summer. It was fucking 107 degrees today here in Austin, Texas, which is horrible, uh, but we get movies and that is all that matters. We saw Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning this week, and now we got Oppenheimer and Barbie Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer. this week, so we gotta, we'll be seeing those I, I know for sure i'll be seeing barbie ty it sounds like you're hitting both of them and then oh, i yeah. gotta get i gotta get my tickets to oppenheimer i can't wait i think both are getting really good reviews so that's like a really good sign i'm excited i'm definitely gonna see both this weekend i can't wait yeah those are i think this might be the peak you know this might peak for the year and then you get a slight downturn you know you get what yeah haunted mansion I know we have Talk to Me next week, too. I'm excited for that one. That seems nope. like it's supposed to be pretty good, too. It's getting pretty good reviews. We need, we need a good horror. You know, Definitely. we... What do we have? We, have, we had Scream, and Scream kind of took that top spot, and really, nothing has really taken it. I guess um, Infinity Pool. Does that count as horror? I don't even know. Maybe? I feel like... Kind of psychological, know, to, I yeah. guess. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty fucked up. It was. I just watched it the other day for the like third or fourth time. I love that nice. movie still. Um, I skimmed through. Remember that Black Demon movie we were talking about with the shark? No. We talked about <laughs> it like a few episodes ago. It was like some shitty B movie, basically, of like a shitty Jaws where oh, people are stuck do. on an oil pipeline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shark. I skimmed through it. I'm like, I gotta know. <laughs> and so like it. It was pretty bad. Um, you see, you barely see the shark, and um, that's the whole. That's the only thing I care to see. I don't give a shit about anyone else. Show me the shark. Oh yeah. Um, but like the first time you see it, uh, fully, there's just some dude trying to escape on like a little dinghy boat, and the shark <laughs> just comes up and rips him. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it looked awful. It was not good. Um, but yeah, so don't see I that one. Watched. What did I just watch? Um. I don't know. I was going to watch that one that you told me was a sequel and I decided not to watch mm, it. Right. Yeah, I never heard of that movie. And then when I brought it up on IMDb, it said it followed some other movie. Which I guess yeah, I don't it's even the same name. Something about Mary or whatever the hell. Crazy. Oh, I thought it was like Psycho Jane or something. Yeah, I don't yeah know. it was something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. I, I can't even remember now. Um, let's see if you sent me a the Wrath of Becky. That was it, Wrath of Becky. And I think the pre, the one before, I think it was just it's called, called Becky. Called, yeah. yeah. Random looking, ass people in that. Super random. I was just looking at the next like big movie that would be coming out this year, and like, honestly, there's really nothing big until like Killers of the Flower Moon in October. There is not much remaining. Which is a little sad, but again, yeah. at the same time, you know, we don't, we don't really know. There might be some random movie that's just really good. Oh, for sure. There usually is. Like, we got Killers of the Flower Moon and Dune 2, I'd say, are probably two of the biggest movies yeah. left for the year. Oh, man, Saw 10, though. <laughs> <laughs> a Figly Christmas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dune. Yeah, I don't 
see the Marvels or Craven doing very well. Craven is going to do so bad. Napoleon. So is Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue Beetle. Never even heard of that fucker. The hell was Godzilla minus one? I think it's. I saw an <laughs> ad for that. I don't know. Is it an is anime? It like a legitimate? No. It looks like a. Looks like a real one. Do you see the movie right underneath that one? Uh, let me see. Fuck them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's a, all right. It's a ballet. <laughs> There's an Animal Crossing movie. What are we doing with Larry the Cable Guy? Okay. What? All right, let's. Is Larry walk. the Cable Guy just Tom Nook? Yeah, he's just give me your money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so let's get into the movies that are coming out this week. The two big ones that I don't think we have to talk too much about because we'll be reviewing them next week. Oppenheimer, uh, story of the American scientist J. Robert Oppenheimer and his role in the development of the atomic bomb. Christopher Nolan is really a bunch of fantastic actors in this one, already getting insanely high reviews. Uh, I mean, you can expect the world for this movie. I I've was a little disappointed in Nolan's last film, Tenet. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it sounds like he's coming back with a vengeance with this one. Yeah, they're saying this is highest rated film so far to date. So that's that's crazy. That it's high, high, high remarks for him. Um, and then of course, Barbie. Barbie suffers a crisis that leads her to question her world and her existence. That just it just sounds fun and silly. It does. You know, you can't expect too much. I think from this movie, as long as it's exciting, um, and funny. Witty, uh, you, you know, that's good enough for me. I'll be happy with it. Bunch of good looking people in it, you know, Margot Robbie, yeah. Ryan Gosling, Dua Lipa, John yeah, Cena, Will Ferrell, you know, yeah. <laughs> Michael Sarah, <laughs> yeah, Michael Sarah, you know, the usual. <laughs> um, so let's get into a couple movies that are also coming out that are gonna get crushed because no one's gonna see them because they're seeing Barbenheimer. Uh, but two of them, this first one looks a little interesting, called Cobweb, uh, another horror, oh. so maybe this one will be okay. Um, but horror strikes when an eight-year-old boy named Peter tries to investigate the mysterious knocking noises that are coming from inside the walls of his house. Uh, and there's a dark secret that his sinister parents kept hidden from him. So this is Anthony Starr, fucking Homelander. No way, this. that's awesome. So... Cool. That's a, one, a that's a pretty good start. Playing at one theater near me. Yeah. Which is shocking, honestly. Well, it's probably because the other people starring it is the Busey family, Gary Busey's wife and son. What? Uh, <laughs> they are in that. I'm like, oh, Busey is that you know like Gary Busey? And yes, it is. I didn't even. I thought he like lost his mind and it was just a nutcase. I didn't. Let alone knew he had a wife that's, and all that still. That's probably why he's not in it, and just they are. <laughs> but I, it's the, what did it say? Producers of Barbarian, which that oh. might mean it's pretty wild. It, um, might be, it might be crazy, like some kind of twisty movie. I like Anthony Starr, though, a lot, and that Lizzie Kaplan's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. So th- that has a chance. Uh, 59 out of 100 on Metacritic. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'd watch it. I'll throw it yeah. on. I'll stream it. These horror films are usually, you know, you give them, I usually give them like 30 to 45 minutes. If it doesn't capture me by then, I'm out. 
Yeah. It's like, I'm yeah, not going to waste my time. If it's too stupid, I just won't continue watching it. But like most horror movies, I'll just throw on in the evening and just like watch it through. And what's nice is they're usually not super long. Yeah, this is only what, an hour and 28 minutes? That's not bad at all. Yeah, exactly. And that's how they should be, I, I think. For sure. Uh, so another horror movie coming out as well, Mother May I, when Anya starts uh, behaving like her recently deceased mother, Emmett must confront his deepest traumas to free his fiance from this bewildering possession. Kind of sounds like hereditary. Kinda, yeah. Uh, but this is uh, Kyle Gallner, who was in Scream and Smile. Uh, okay. Uh, you'll recognize the face. I, I always see his face, and I, I never connect the name at all. Yeah, yeah, he does look like, familiar. How do I know you? But he also kind of looks like, uh, oh boy, I don't remember his name, but the guy from The Bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, that's who I kind of see. And it's probably the last name, too, the Gallagher, because he was in uh, Shameless. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but all you really need to know about this movie is that the writer and director, uh, he wrote a movie called Porno. So, Oh, okay. That's all you need to know. I feel like I've seen that movie before. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few <laughs> of them. <Yeah. laughs> uh, but that, that's pretty much it. Uh, the other two, you know, wait for them to stream, but go to the movies for Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer is going to be crazy. Wow. It's, it sucks because there's only, there's like 14 70 millimeter IMAX theaters in the entire country, and that's the way Nolan intended it to be watched. It's like, yeah. dude, what are we doing? That's what uh, Tarantino uses that a lot. Yeah. So it's like, even if I wanted to go watch it in the exact format, I can't. And all the other IMAXs are just like, it's it's they have an IMAX. It's just not seventy millimeter IMAX. Oppenheimer. Oh wow! The first thing I IMAX of San Antonio and Dallas for me. Yeah, San I did Antonio look at IMAX movie. sucks ass. Is what everyone's saying? Yeah, like some of the IMAXs are just like just really big screens and like not optimized like actual IMAX. It's it's weird. Yeah. That's a shame. There's like a whole website called like Limax or something like that. You can find out if your IMAX is like a real IMAX. Or, I don't know. It's big conspiracy, actually, I think. Yeah, they just put the name IMAX and everyone's like, ooh, pretty. Yeah. That's how so Avatar I'm, did so well. I'm going to have to see Avatar. I'm going to have to see Avatar. I'm going to have to see <laughs> Oppenheimer at fucking South Pike. Christopher Nolan would throw up if he had to watch his movie fucking at South Pike. Rip off. <laughs> I can't disparage him, though. That's my, that's my home theater. That's right. Get the Get the meal deal. <laughs> All right. So got a few things for the news here, Ty. Some of them a little upsetting from what I can see, but <laughs> what's going on? They all did just come up today, too, because there was literally nothing as I was getting ready for the podcast. I could not see a single thing to even talk about. But then I saw a couple of things. So here we go. Um, I guess we're getting a Lord of the Rings anime movie. Hmm. So Warner Bros. is doing a Lord of the Rings, The War of Rorim and it's releasing April 12th in 2024. So it was debuted at a panel in some film festival in France. I don't even know how to begin to say that. They have so many. Yeah, I'm like losing track of all of them now. There's like literally just a, a film festival every other week, seems like. But um, they wanted to tell a complete story that was separate from either of the trilogies and a story without the direct influence of The Ring or The Shadow of Sauron. Um, so it's about the failure of... Helm Hammerhand. Helm Hammer. That's really tough to say. Helm Hammerhand. Helm Hammerhand. I know that in the first try, but <laughs> the war that results from it and the characters who stepped up in the wreckage. So 
Yeah, uh, there also may be a character or two we recognize from the live action films. So, I mean, I really like the first trilogy, obviously, but I don't really consider myself a huge like Lord of the Rings guy or J.R.R. Tolkien guy, you know. So this isn't really on my watch list, I don't think. But you know, it's cool, I guess. What else here? Not a couple things, but we do have with SAG AFTRA striking. There are still thirty nine indie projects that are able to shoot during the strike, including two new A24 films. So pretty much, if an indie production company is willing to meet the demands of the actors, then they'll do the project and leave the big-budget companies with nothing. So A24 is not a part of the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. So this one A24 movie is called Death of a Unicorn. It's starring Paul Rudd and Jenna Ortega, and it's a dark comedy about a father and daughter whose accidental crash into a unicorn leads to a battle against the odds. So that sounds absolutely <laughs> wild. I'm in for that. That sounds crazy. A24 and then Paul Rudd and Jenna Ortega just running over unicorns. And then the other films that, um, some of them coming out, notable ones, um, that's the one we talked about before with Matthew McConaughey's The Rivals of Amzia King, Amzia, whatever, however you say his name. Flight Risk, starring Mark Wahlberg and directed by Mel Gibson. Um, Dust Bunny, starring Mads Mikkelsen and Sigourney Weaver. Bride Hard with Rebel Wilson and The Chosen, a TV series about the life of Jesus. So be on the lookout for those. Because they'll still be coming out even though we won't be getting much of anything else. We fucking know the story of Jesus enough already. Yeah, right? (laughs) And then like, Bride Hard with Rebel Wilson. Haven't we seen her in like 18 movies where she's like a bridesmaid? Well, I think she's skinny now, so they kind of want to show oh, so that now, she, now she's the bride, not the bridesmaid. That's right, that's right. Hey, yeah. That's what you got to do, drop those pounds. And now, the one that's kind of a bummer is that Netflix reports blockbuster earnings as password sharing crackdown leads to 5.9, new subs- 5.9 million new subscribers. We so pretty much just, just fuck us, I guess. We're just fucked. Because they're yeah. going to start raising the prices again. We can't share the passwords. It's all a big shit show. I blame the people who are doing that. You're just dumb. Oh, yeah. And I haven't had that problem. Have you? No, I still haven't had that problem either, so I don't know what's up with that. Yeah. They, there might be some uh, little bit of uh, fraud going on here. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm, I'm not actually saying that, but, you know. Yeah, it's very like weird. It hasn't, yeah, why haven't we gone hit with it yet? Yeah. Maybe because they know we're hit podcasters. That's right. They're like, they don't fucking shit on us. I'm like, damn right we will. Oh, damn bastards. I'll find a way around it anyway. Yeah. We know our ways. We have our ways, believe me. <laughs> Dana White couldn't stop us, neither can Netflix. No, good luck. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else there, Ty? Whoops, sorry. I had to take a sip of water muted, but um, no. no Pretty much it. There's not really not a lot going on with the whole strike and everything going on. So yeah. Oh, I well, do then. just see on my Netflix. It's on in the background. They clone Tyrone is coming out on Friday. This <laughs> oh actually be pretty funny. Something to throw on, yeah. They clone Tyrone. Clone Tyrone. Catchy name. Cool poster. Kind of looks like an animorph. One of those animorph books. <laughs> yeah, the animorph. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No one's even named Tyrone. What the fuck? You can't do that. No Tyrone, but there is a yo-yo. 
There's a yo-yo. I played someone named Yo-Yo in a play in college. <laughs> there you go. Split ends, Doctor Str- DJ Strange Love, not Doctor. That's a movie. Riri. Just scientist. Look at that no, guy. I'm, Look at that guy that plays the scientist, Robert Tinsley. That dude looks like fucking Frankenstein. Oh boy. What the hell? That's unfortunate. That's what kind of scientist he is. He was he... in Avengers Endgame. <gasps> Wait a minute. What were what these zombie movies he's in? Is this that one that we talked about? No way. No. A, he's just like talk? standing as a background in a in a in a zombie movie. Ms. Marvel. Oh. He's just a background person in a bunch of Marvel movies. That's kind of wild. And he's uncredited in all of them. Dude, get, get, your, uh, get your credits. I mean, technically, could anybody not just say that they're uncredited in a, in a role for Marvel too? Like, I'm also uncredited in a Marvel movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm there somewhere. I was on <laughs> Earth. You know that yeah, big shot of Earth they show? I was there. I, was, I came in those portals. It uh, looks like it's Walking Dead is what he was in here. Uh, I guess. I saw the dude with the leather jacket on. Oh, it's not even the real one. It's Tales of the Walking Dead. Jeez. Well, he's scary looking. He looks like kind of like an AI robot or Frankenstein. Ola. Oh, man. Why can't I think of that name? What's, uh... He's in Haunted Mansion, too, coming up uncredited. He just pops into shit. He was in Shazam. All of his roles are uncredited, but why are they on his IMDb then? You think he makes a decent amount of money? I don't know. Maybe like if he's in like the guild, maybe he gets like whatever the minimum is. And he's just in everything. Yeah. I mean, he has 55 credits. Like, that's pretty good. You, I don't think he. There's no way he's making a lot of money. His, I think he did this IMDb page himself, and he just recorded on his phone. <laughs> he's in on shows and shit. He takes a a picture of the scenes he's in, just of the TV. Doesn't even screenshot. He's like, "That's me." <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's in fucking everything. Yeah, oh, he's done stunt work too. That might be he, worth a watch. Just watch this dude hurl himself down a flight of stairs or something. He did stunts for Endgame and Jungle Cruise. Oh, wow. fuck, he has a, his demo reel up. No for, way. Dude, it's a demo reel. It's a five-second demo reel of when he was in the background for... <laughs> okay, yeah, he definitely runs his own thing. <laughs> Some, I feel like he's somehow going to know that we're talking about him and catch on. Bring him in. Like dude, that he's, fuck, he's fucking huge. He's six foot five. We should quit talking that shit. Then he might slap <laughs> us around a little. Come get us. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, he's been in like a lot of big movies, just uncredited Holy in the background. Shit. So like they must have gave him like, I don't know, 10 bucks. Holy shit. Ty, I was joking about the, the screen recording thing. He's actually doing that. That is exactly what's happening. It is a, <laughs> he's recording a screen with his phone and then pointing to himself. That is so funny. Oh my god, that's fantastic. We, right, I just, you... like half the half the fun of the podcast is just stumbling across all this shit on IMDb <laughs> when we talk about stuff. Dude, shout out to Robert Tinsley if you want to come on the show. Bobby. Pointing into himself as one of the skinwalkers on fucking Walking Dead. <laughs> I went to his contact info, but I guess you have to have IMDb Pro. Yeah. Damn it. 
Oh, that's so good. I feel like he's got to have like an Instagram or Twitter or something. Maybe I should reach out. Yeah, bring him in. <laughs> like, so how the hell are you in all these movies? My first question. Holy crap, he's on the Marvel Cinematic Universe wiki. There he is. He, he wrote this himself. He had to have wrote this himself. It's like, this is me. Oh, yeah. He just took a selfie. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, good for him putting in the work. Hell, yeah. It's awesome. He's been, I mean, neither of us have been in however many movies or yeah. Marvel movies or anything. So, yeah, you know, no, good for him. No Marvel movies, yeah. <laughs> That's good. Net worth? What? This says his net worth is approximately $5 million. There is no chance in hell. That's how he gets into the movies. He pays for it. He came yeah. into some money. Maybe he's just like a weird, awkward millionaire, and he just is like, hey, let me in. What's up? He just from shows up. The TV junkies, it just shows that same picture from the the Marvel page, and it somehow shows <laughs> his net worth is $5 million, but his uh, his... All of his pictures, him in the background of shit. Oh, wait a minute. This says he's five foot eight in this, but on his IMDb, he's six foot five. Wow. His zodiac sign will update soon. Don't worry. Girlfriend will update soon. Net worth approximately $5 million. There's no way. <laughs> he put that. <laughs> Therefore, he must be making a considerable amount of money. His principal source of earnings is his acting career, although he may also make revenue through ads and modeling assignments. What are you talking about? This was written by a fucking AI. However, we assume he enjoys a substantial monthly income based on his roles in blockbuster films such as Avengers Endgame and Jungle Cruise. Shut the fuck up. My ass. <laughs> Come defend yourself, Robert. Because I don't believe any of this. Or fight us and we'll, winner gets your net worth. Yeah. <laughs> Ty, convince me to see Sanctuary. <laughs> okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Last week we had games with Billy, and this week we're just picking on Bobby. Picking on Bobby. That's just every week. Yo, what's Robert doing this week? <laughs> oh, he's in this film? Dude, fuck that I guy. Will, <laughs> I will find his Twitter. I will find it. Uh, he's out there on every social media. Okay, so Sanctuary. <laughs> <laughs> it's one that's been on both of our lists, but neither of us made it to the theater to see and it's finally able to stream, and I'm really glad that I did. So it follows the dominatrix and Hal, her, worthy, her wealthy client, and the disaster that ensues when Hal tries to end their relationship. So it stars Christopher Abbott and Margaret Qualley. So we know Christopher Abbott from Possessor, It Comes at Night, and The Sinner. All of it, it's like, it kind of had the same vibe of the, as those movies, too, to start out. A lot of his movies kind of feel the same, or he just plays, like, kind of the similar, a similar role in all of them. But then we know Margaret Qualley, who I think is really kind of like about to blow up. She's like on the come up here. From Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Nice Guys, which is one of my favorite and like most underrated movies, I think. And then um, the upcoming movie, Drive Away Dolls, we watched the trailer for. So it's currently 90% certified fresh by critics and 88% audience on Rotten Tomatoes with a 6.4 on IMDb. So let's get into it here. Um... From the synopsis, I thought this movie is just going to be like about a dominatrix and her client, and then like she gets weird or like a murder or something happens, something along those lines. And the first bit of the movie is all just kind of like a big like dominatrix act, but then it becomes like so much more, and I'm so glad it does. 
So it's like intense. It keeps you guessing on what is going on and who to believe is the truth or what's like an act. You don't know what's going on. There's some genuinely funny moments too and it sort of becomes like a fucked up rom-com. And it's pretty much not like any other like rom-com type thing I've ever seen. Like for sure. So really awesome score too. It's got a really old school like mystery vibe to it or something. Like they play kind of like an old school soundtrack in some parts. It seems like a throwback. It was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot. But all in all, I really, really ended up enjoying this movie quite a bit. Um, I wish I could have seen it at the theaters because it was well worth the stream at home. It's definitely one of my favorites of the year so far, I think. And it's like definitely like a high 8, maybe a 9 out of 10. And when it's all said and done and our lists are finalized at the end of the year, it's going to be pretty high up there for me, I think. Nice. And yeah, with that 8 rating, again, this is without my rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's currently sitting at number five. Yeah, they're definitely one of my favorites for the year, and a surprise. Like we just said before, we really got into it here. There's gonna be those movies that pop up that are like a pleasant surprise and ones we really like. This yeah. was definitely one of them for me. Uh, where is it streaming, Ty? Um, it's available to rent on Amazon and YouTube and all that, but you know. Yeah. Okay. You cool. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't. I yeah no good um <laughs> yeah I I wanted to watch it it was one that I think we talked about before and I just never got around to it I feel like I watch a similar theme movie with that uh fresh you know I just watched that one yeah yeah cannibalism mm-hmm. but uh yeah cool I will give that a go and yeah I, I forgot who Margaret Qualley was and then I looked her up I'm like oh she's the armpit hair girl yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's okay. her name in that? It's like Sunshine or Pussy Cat. Pussy Cat, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> or wait, is it Pussy Cat or Pussy Doll? It's one of those. Pussy Cat. Pussy Cat. Yeah, yeah. Might yeah. <laughs> um only an hour and a half, Ty. That that's pretty quick. Did it move quickly or was yeah, yeah, it more of a slower burn? It kind of feels like a slow burn, but in a good way, like because you're kind of it keeps you guessing as to like mm. what it keeps you guessing, I'll say that, but then yeah, it doesn't feel like a long movie at all. It's really good pacing, all that. Especially for taking place pretty much in one place, the whole the whole movie. Right. Uh, unlike, what the hell was that one we watched earlier? Well, I'll have to, I'll have to, it's going to drive me crazy. I have to look it up right now. Fret, um, reality. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Good. So much better than reality for okay, taking good. place in like a singular setting. Right. Yeah, I will definitely give that a go. The Dominatrix bit sounded funny. Yeah, like uh, the synopsis is like weird compared to what it actually ends up being. Yeah, I feel like there's some movies that you just kind of want to go in blind, and this mm-hmm. might be one of them. Yeah, definitely, because I think we mentioned we mentioned it a long time ago in like upcoming movies. It it got brought up. We were like, I yeah. have no idea what this is. Sounds interesting, maybe. But I'm glad I watched it now, so it was cool. Nice. Cool. I will get that. That might be something I watch this weekend while I'm at home. After, well, I'm just seeing Barbie. But if I get yeah. to see Oppenheimer, you know, I'll watch that too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> cool, cool. It's a solid one. Um, but Ty, now is the time to get into the meat of the episode. Uh, movie we were both extremely excited for, hoping it would be one of the best of the year. Uh, and so let's. Let's do that. Let's do our Mission Impossible review. Um, Ty, you, let's go spoiler list first. 
Yeah. Uh, you you also saw it first. You saw it the day it came out, which was a Tuesday, which is so so weird still to this day. <laughs> so weird. I can't. It's like so funny. I can tell people I was the only person in the theater for Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning. Ty, give me. You know, just take a minute. Uh, give a spoilerless review, and then give me your rating. So I'm excited to see yours because I don't think we really talked about it yet. But we did not. I have stayed silent. Oh, so I'm curious now. So, spoiler free, like I said, um, it's at like a 96 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, 95 critic and like 95 audience. Um, I thought all the new additions to the cast were awesome. Haley Atwell and Palm Clementiev. Clementia, Clementia, yeah, Mantis. Um, I thought they were awesome, great additions to the cast. They sometimes steal the show. Um, it has truly one of the most heart-pounding third acts in a movie I've seen. I think it's probably the, maybe, yeah, I think definitely the funniest Mission Impossible movie. Um, amazing stunts yet again by Tom Cruise. And for being a part one, it felt like a very complete and, like, standalone movie. They did an awesome job at that. Unlike Fast X, that trash cliffhanger where they're just standing in the middle of a dam and it explodes and that's the end of the movie. I guess then Gal Gadot shows up in a submarine, but that's not here or there. Um, this they did a lot better than that, and they also did better than Spider Verse too, and not just ending on like just a complete cliffhanger. They kind of wrapped it up a little bit. You know what they're gonna go and do now, but they that's it it wrapped up well. Um, there wasn't very very many scenes I didn't like at all, so I I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Maybe maybe a couple things here and there, but I'll save that for spoilers. But yeah, I really really liked it. It is my favorite movie of the year now, and I gave it like a nine point five. Nine point five, so tie high high nine. With that uh rating, that would put it ahead of. Uh, Guardians and would sit atop of our ratings at number one, depending on my rating. Uh, which it will not be taking the top spot ahead of Guardians because of my rating bringing down the average. I really had to think about it, so I saw it at the theaters last night, so it's fresh mm-hmm. in my mind. Um, I had to think about it on the way home. Uh, I ended up on when I walked out of there, I'm like, that was good. I, I gave it, I'm like, that's an eight. That's an eight for, mm-hmm. for me. As I was driving home, I was thinking about it a bit more. I ended up lowering my rating to a seven. Wow. So I agree with a lot of what you said. There were some bits that bothered me, maybe a little more than they should. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to go spoiler list for the reasons why I did this. I wanted more character development of mm-hmm. the new additions. Um, mm-hmm. I understand it's a two parter and then, Hey, maybe, maybe retrospectively when part two comes out, everything I say is, doesn't matter. And I'll go back and change my rating. Mm-hmm. But like, I wasn't a fan of how Haley Atwell's character was brought in. Uh, Mm -hmm. It felt forced in a way. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about that in the spoilers, but Mm -hmm. it it didn't feel uh, natural for just like, hey, what's up? I'm here. I'm like, okay, cool. And the way they just kind of take her in as part of the gang, I was like, no, that (laughs) that seems really weird. You're supposed to be this 
super secretive organization and we're just bringing people in. Um, that's not a spoiler. That's literally in the trailer. Yeah. And you should probably piece that together. Um, but yeah, so that that was the one thing I did I, that bothered me. And then there were two scenes that I will talk about in Spoilers War that I thought lasted way too long. Yeah, I think I know where you're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> and um, while if they were shorter, they were great scenes. Mm -hmm. um, but every time you think it's over, there was like another minute or two. I'm like, okay, <laughs> come on, let, let's wrap this up. But um, yeah, I ended up with a seven um, again, like I was really teetering on that eight. Um, I had to think about it a bit more. And honestly, there was a mm -hmm. review I read that summed up some of my thoughts uh, mm -hmm. pretty well. So I, I'm just going to read that real quick. Yeah. Um, so uh, he goes, I wish I loved this movie more than I did. And I felt the exact same way. Obviously, we talked about mm -hmm. this. We were super stoked for this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, says, don't get me wrong, amazing action movie with jaw-dropping stunts, some of the best in the series, completely agree. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a step backward. I think Fallout is still pinnacle. Fallout, I think Fallout is still pinnacle yeah. Mission Impossible 2. I still like this one a lot. It's it's a high up there one, but I, I still think Fallout is just like the benchmark as far it as was like so good. Now. And I'm so happy also that that was on TV and I mm -hmm. watched it before. I saw this one um, and then uh, skipping over some of the this review, but uh, characters I have grown to love over a decade of films felt sidelined, ignored or wasted. Kaylee Atwell's yeah. new character chewed up most of the screen time. And while she was fantastic, I wanted to see more of the original team. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, that that's kind of how I felt. I'm like, she just barged in here and she's taken up all this screen time, which I would be fine if she grew into it. But I'm I'm here to see Tom Cruise. I'm here to see um Simon Pe Peg Peg Pen Peg. Yeah, Peg, yep. Um Ving Rames, baby. Ving Rames, yeah. It's a big badass motherfucker. Um that's who I'm here to see, the original gang. Also, so, side note, I didn't expect fucking Dr. Gordon Carrie Ewells to be in it yet a yet another movie this year. But here he was. Yeah. Um I don't is he in the other Mission Impossibles? I don't even remember him in those. I'm not sure. I'm taking a quick gander. Uh, no, he wasn't. Um, so yeah, he he's just in everything this year. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that that's that's kind of where it fell flat for me. Um, still the action scenes and by themselves, you know, it's hard to beat. Those are some <laughs> really really great scenes. Um, and I think what the other bit was that maybe go from an eight to a seven was comparing it to John wick four, mm -hmm. uh, which I have rated as an eight. And I, I like John wick four, uh, better because the story was there with the action, you know, it wasn't one or the other. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. yeah so it's like, yeah, John wick four is definitely a lot more nonstop action yeah. for, a, for an action movie. This one didn't really have that much like fighting or anything like that. It had a lot of stunts, you know, some fighting and stuff, but I think I do think that after having seen part two, we'll probably look back at this one as like the ultimate Agreed. like setup. That's Agreed. usually how it goes. So like we saw Infinity War and we're like, holy shit, can't wait for Endgame. We saw Endgame, we're like, I actually like Infinity War just a tad more. I think. Yeah. So a hundred percent. 
But yeah, it's good. I'm I'm glad that you don't think it's just as good as I do. But uh, I do I do agree that Fallout is still like the pinnacle of the franchise. Right. And that's where um, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that part two brings it all together. I think it definitely will. Yeah. I we should we hop into spoilers? Yeah, let's do it. So again, if you have not seen the film yet, it's still worth going to see in theaters. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Um, it's a it's a movie built for movie theaters and I, did you get a little intro thing with uh the director and tom cruise where like we built this for you to go see in theaters did you get that yeah little intro? yeah it was yeah. cool so th- they know that and they know that like after covid and everything so many things just go right to streaming mm-hmm. um this was built for for the big screen and it it does feel like that um but yeah head out if you do not Want any spoilers? And we'll see you next time for Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer? I feel like I've said that a lot. <laughs> I, I can't quit saying it. Um, but yeah, Ty, let's let's hit up some of these uh, spoilers here and uh, get into it a bit more. Yeah, let's do it. Starting off, I never knew that IMF stood for Impossible Mission Force. I didn't either. <laughs> like, <laughs> do they ever I'm establish like, that? Okay. Or like, is that or is that like they a probably thing? do? It's just. Yeah. It's so brushed over that it, it doesn't had to stick in your head. Yeah, it had to have been. Um, I'll just go kind of down through the lines. I was taking notes as I watched the movie because I was the only person in the fucking theater. Dude, I was packed in my theater. I was pissed. <laughs> I'm like, go away. I want to watch this by myself. And then like, dude, okay. So I, I was texting Ty when I was there. I'm like, there are two girls in here that oh, do, yeah. obviously do not want to be here. They came with part of their friend group and they're not even sitting with them. They're just somewhere else. And at the Alamo, it's assigned seats. And they were in my seat. One of them was in my seat. I'm like, sorry, this is my seat. And then the one like question it. She's like, what seat? I'm like, this one. And I like showed my ticket. I'm like, what were you going to do when the guy came around and checked your ticket? Like you were going to move either way. So that's just stupid. And then they like ate their food. And then left for like 20, 30 minutes and came back. And so I'm like, weird. what? Someone could have had these seats and enjoyed the movie. Like, stay the fuck home. <laughs> kids these like, days, dude. Kids yeah. these I days. can't even call them kids. They were only like a few years younger than me. Really? Yeah. Jeez. I'm like, like I don't know, 25-ish. Huh. And I'm like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> so, That's so weird. Yeah. And took like a FaceTime call in the middle of the trailers. And, oh like, my gosh. Shut the fuck up. That's the worst. I hate it when people don't silence their cell phones in movies. And I hate it whenever yeah. they don't do that in their cell phone rings. Oh my God. Drives me insane. Yeah. So, but to be fair, during the movie, they were, they were fine. They're it was just like, what are you doing here? Like, it's obvious you don't want to be here. <laughs> like, you came because the friend group came. And it just, I don't know. I, when I took one, two movies with a friend group, it was to see a movie, you know? Yeah. It's like, you can say no. <laughs> yeah. I and you're not even sitting with them. So what's the point? I feel your pain. Like I told you, I had to yell at like, I didn't yell. I was like, I had to tell a bunch of a group of girls to like put their phones away. Whenever I was trying to watch once upon a time in Hollywood, they yeah, just had their phone it. on full brightness, like just texting or whatever the whole time. I'm like, dude, can you turn your fucking phone off? I didn't even say yeah. it like that. I was like, Hey, can you turn your phone off? And I think yeah. they like try to take like pictures of me and shit and try to call me like a boomer and old and shit. But <laughs> either way, like I was not gonna have them ruin my movie. 
Yeah, it's like we're, you're paying for that experience. I had to do that. We saw we were in Vegas. We saw uh, Penn and Teller, mm. and these two people next to me just would not shut the fuck up. And uh, like people were like turning around, like getting annoyed. And mm. finally, I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll do it." I'm like, "Hey guys, can you be quiet? <laughs> like, <laughs> no one wants to listen to you during a show." But I I don't know. People are conceited for whatever reason. Um, yeah. Anyways. Mission Impossible. Yeah, had no idea that's what it stood for. It's a, it's a little corny that <laughs> it's called that, the IMF. Yeah. But, uh, you know, that hey, that's part of it. That was like whenever the family got bit, whenever like they say the name of the movie in the movie. <gasps> yeah, well, they did that. <laughs> they said Dead Reckoning in the first five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> I will say that I'm definitely not crazy about like the villain just being like a big AI thing. It's kind of corny. Yeah, it that it's. I see what they're doing. It's kind of cool. I do like that they're gonna have to go like off the grid in the next yeah. one. That's cool. But I just don't like that they were like, oh, it's it, it knows it every outcome. That's yeah. just like that's just exactly like fucking Endgame with Thanos and shit. And see, I liked. Um, it felt like Westworld to me, and yeah. I really enjoyed Westworld with. Um, they they had a similar AI that could predict people's uh, actions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's kind of neat. And um, But then I don't, and again, maybe this all gets tied together, but Gabriel, it's like, okay, why is Gabriel the chosen one? Why is the AI picked him to mm-hmm. be the guy? And at first I thought, I'm like, oh, Gabriel made the AI and it's like, no, they, the government made it and it just kind of went nuts. Yeah. It's so it is kind of weird how that like kind of went down the beginning of the movie too. Like submarines, like what a, what a time right now to be a submarine guy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out in the Arctic. But that, Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I'm like, uh, that was, that was a neat scene. I did like I, it, I yeah. So. I was waiting to see like Ethan and the gang like be like in another submarine shooting that one down, but right. now, it was just what what is the AI's name? The the Oh god, they called it it was something the entity. Entity, that's it. And uh, I didn't like that name either. No. Okay. Was... I would just rather that it be a guy, like a bad guy. Gabriel yeah. didn't really do it for me. That's one thing I didn't like. I just didn't like he was kind of just like there. Felt yeah, like. and He's supposed to be the guy that what killed his wife or yeah. girlfriend something. Yeah, and like I couldn't remember. I'm like, did that happen in one of the movies, like the early ones? Mm-hmm. Like it, you know, it's been what twenty years or something since that. Oh and yeah, and like I, I tried looking into it, and it doesn't. I could be wrong, but it doesn't look like it. Unless that like, was just a like a throwback in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's, just, that's like all it was. Oh, okay, okay. Because like I'm looking at uh, Gabriel's IMDb and uh, Mission Impossible One. Yeah, he's only in this one. Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah, I that confused me a little bit. Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like that wasn't necessary. Yeah, probably not. Other than it was only necessary because. Ethan was like, okay, one of these girls is going to die and it's going to piss me off again. At the same time, 
Haley Atwell literally just came in and he's like, I'm going to make you choose. I'm like, I know you're not going to choose, but the fact that like you're valuing them both the same is pissing me off. Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of true. Like she kind of did just pop up and kind of just like, I think Tom Cruise is like, fuck you like swept away by her. (laughs) Yeah. Or even in the movies, like, Holy shit. I'm in love. But yeah, he was because he did just kind of have to pick and choose between the two of them. And then she was just like there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I liked her character a lot, though. So, yeah, I. um, He I'm curious if she's more involved than we're led to believe. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the twist. That could be. Yeah, I'm I'm seeing. I'm also I saw a theory that people don't think that. um Rebecca Ferguson's character is actually dead. Yeah. Is I, would, I mean, they, they did that once already in the movie, right? Where she played dead for half a minute and then he goes, stay dead. And then she shows up an hour later. You yeah. Like they show, they kind of, it's like for a very unceremonious death for her being like a part of the gang, you know? Yeah. Or maybe like, maybe she'll show up in the second one. I'm it's thinking that's like, what I'm having. Where's her body? Yeah. He kind and of just, just kind of gets brushed under the rug real quick. So the other thing with her is like, people were like, okay, if Haley Atwell's being kind of shoehorned in here, it feels is it because Rebecca Ferguson wants to leave the series or or what's going on here? But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she's still around. Yeah, the um, I like Shay Wiggum, mm-hmm. uh, but I felt like that whole thing was unnecessary too. It's like they were just there to be annoying. It's like, Oh, we're, we're also trying to catch Ethan, but you know, we're just some ragtag partner uh, group that we're we're trying to bring them down. I don't care about the sake of the world. I'm just trying to get my guy. Yeah. It was kind of annoying switching to their perspective for a little bit. It's like, I don't really give a shit about these two dudes. I just want to be with the gang the whole time. Or with, uh, I guess, Gabe, but... So, let's talk about the two scenes that dragged on way too long. Um, I'm a, let, let, how about you guess? Because it sounds like you know. Are you going to say the car scene, the car chase? I, I, I am going to say the car chase. I loved the car chase. I, I did, was, I so was I did enjoy it, too. For a while. Uh, once they got in the little, little car, I was cracking up. I'm like, this is it great. It was, it was funny. And then... Like, I don't know how long that went for, but it was a long time. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I get I get it. I don't want to. Um, I didn't hate it. It was just really, really long. Mm-hmm. And um, it felt it, I had flashbacks of. Uh, I don't remember if it was The Last Jedi or what. One of the Star Wars movies, the newer ones where I'm like, there's always been comedy in these movies, but some of it in this film felt a little more forced. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what the car scene, at least the last few minutes felt like, like originally, like I'm like, this is nuts. You know, they're everyone's after them. They're, they're driving around for some reason. Haley Atwell's character can't drive worth a shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know why. And then she just refuses to drive. Um, but yeah, that, that was one scene, which was not as egregious as the second one 
where the train is crashing and we had to sit there for every train car to fall one by one as they climb up it i'm like okay that's that's the last one right and then three more have to go (laughs) and i'm like okay and um my final gripe not with something that lasted too long i'm a little upset with mantis's character paris paris um First off, she was a badass at the very beginning. I'm like, this Absolute is badass. sick, hard as fuck. It was when they went to the Met Gala and she's dressed like uh, uh, Gerald Way from the Black Parade, My Chemical <laughs> yeah. Romance, where I'm yeah. like, okay, what is she supposed to be? And then it kind of felt like they were making her out to be like a Joker, Harley Quinn type type deal. Uh, yeah, I'm I, like, didn't, I didn't okay. even think about it like that. Hopefully Stop not. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then just out of nowhere, Gabriel just fucking stabs her. Like you you were gonna betray me. I'm like, yeah. what? what? Why why? Why was she gonna betray you? I'm like, now she is, you fucking stabbed her. Yeah. And then of course, you know, she she does. She saves Ethan and, and Grace uh from the falling train cars. And seems like she's still alive. Um Yeah, I think know, so. They, they were yelling about her having a pulse, but I, I wasn't a fan of her character very much. I liked it a lot. I thought she did a pretty good job being like a silent badass. That's that tight alley scene where her she's fighting with Tom Cruise. I Agreed. thought that was awesome. Was she was running along the top of the train just like the rest of the guys. I thought she mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Uh different so I, I like the, compared to that Gabriel for sure. Yeah. And I, I like I don't know how to say this. I like the actions of her character because she was mm-hmm. hard as fuck i don't like how they wrote her background I, th- I think that makes sense or like um man how she how she is internally because it's like okay ethan spared her life mm-hmm. and then she's just like i'm gonna stop being a bad guy now i'm like well why? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, Gabriel noticed the same thing. He's like, you were going to betray me. And again, none of that was explained other than like the AI said so. It is written. You know, it's like he's taking it as gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, maybe that's more of a problem with Gabriel than it is her. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, a couple other scenes here that I really love. As soon as he gets on that motorcycle, you just know that it's fucking yeah. awesome. So like, and it builds up. Cause he has to fucking drive it up that mountain. So he's it's building up for like ten or so minutes. Him like just trying to get a find a way onto that train. He's just driving up that mountain, and then he does the jump, and it's just like holy shit, so cool. I'm a, I'm a big fan of all the like gadgetry, mm-hmm. like the face mask maker thing. Like that's that thing's great, sick. Um, and then it, it always it always malfunctions in all of them too bench. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking Benji can't keep things working. Um, I also thought like the uh, real time face coverings for like when they were doing surveillance was really sweet. Yeah. They're like, oh, Ethan's over here. Just kidding. He's on the other side of the um, airport. Uh, That was really neat. Um, Honestly, every action scene was extremely well done. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, two of them just went on too long. But the yeah. fighting choreography, I mean, you know what you're going to get uh, when you have the guy who's done John Wick movies be part mm-hmm. of the film. 
I, I audibly said out loud since I was the only one there. He crashes <laughs> through the side of that train. Boom. I was like, holy shit. It was, like, I just completely didn't expect it at all. Did they fucking just, crank the audio for your movie? Because mine was so goddamn loud when that happened. I don't know. I think mine might have just been okay because I'm just so <laughs> used to South Pike sound being met. Sure. Yeah, I'm it was, sure like at a normal theater it would have been like, brr, like oh just completely like God, blown out. It was cranked. Everyone jumped when it happened because it, you know, <laughs> it's so unexpected. That's great. And he just slams into it. But um, then like after that and then like Gabe has that key and then like, I've, I'm going to keep comparing it to Endgame and Infinity War. But it's like it's like Thanos with the fucking stones. You're like, shit, Gabe's got the key. Shit. Got the key. You're waiting. I was waiting so much for there to be like just a cliffhanger there really wasn't though there wasn't like and a bad cliffhanger it kind of yeah yeah there really wasn't a cliffhanger because they have the key yeah they know where the, the go was fucking awesome i did like that they keep they kept doing like the the sleight of hand and shit in the whole movie yeah. that was cool the so i guess the question now is what happens in part two obviously they're going to they're gonna there's the gonna submarine. be like a big fight for the sub all that shit they're gonna have to try to find the sub yeah I don't yeah, know. The, it's not it, even it's more just, just that. Exactly. And that's where I'm I'm curious. I feel like maybe the government uh is gonna be more involved mm -hmm. than we think because Grace seems to be initiated onto the team mm -hmm. uh officially at the end. And I'm also curious there. I mean, Tom Cruise is never gonna stop, but <laughs> I'm I'm curious if that was maybe a handing of the torch. Yeah, maybe her, I, you know, for I when Tom does go away. Yeah. I heard I've heard of rumblings that she would be Laura Cross in Tomb Raider. That yeah, that's I wouldn't hate fantastic. that one bit. Yeah. That's fantastic. I like her a lot. I've only ever seen her in a few things, but she's she was she fucking stole the show in my opinion. I loved her character. I mean, she's a good looking lady, so that don't ever hurt anything. <laughs> I I remembered her because she was like Peggy Carter and all the Captain Americas and stuff, yeah. and then she obviously gets her fucking neck snapped or whatever the hell in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah, I can't remember how she dies in Doctor Strange, but she gets lit up. Marvel one shot. Yeah, she's Peggy. What else has she really been in? Um, not a ton. Feels like most of her stuff is just being Peggy. Peggy. Uh, Christopher Robin. She was. The wife, oh, I forgot. I forgot about that movie. Um, I don't know what the hell Peter Rabbit Two is. <laughs> Chicken slash egg. Chicken slash egg. <laughs> Agents uh, of Shield. Yeah, really not. So, oh, not oh, okay. Black Mirror. That's cool. Yeah, not a ton of stuff. The Duchess. I don't know what that is. She's the main person. No, Kira Knightley is. Gotcha. Wow, yeah, she really has been a ton of stuff, so that's kind of cool that she got this, and that's going to be, like, yeah. a huge, like, that's going to be a huge boost to her career. Yeah, and maybe that's the catapult. Um, I think it for sure. She's the number yeah. two uh, actress on IMDb right now. Yeah, I'm curious to see how part two brings it all together, and I think once part two happens, I'll consider it basically, like, a One single movie. film. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe my, my rating changes. But there was just a lot left unexplained. Um, but, yeah, the biggest gripe was probably just, like, hey, we're this super secret thing. Oh, we just met you because you tried stealing the key we were after? 
you want to mm-hmm. join our crew? You know, I'm like, what? What? <laughs> and that was all within like days of, yeah. of, of meeting her. So um, whatever. It's for the movie. It's fine. Um, again, action, you, you can't compare very much. Yeah. Um, the only thing you do want to compare to is John Wick. And it's. The fight scenes, I would say, on are on par with John Wick. They're just not as uh, what drastic or lengthy. Yeah, it's not a whole crafty. movie of fighting. Yeah, it's not like it's not as like violent. I would say. Yeah, as John Wick. It's definitely it's close. I mean, I I think it still is my favorite of the year so far. Yeah, but fair. I mean, until Oppenheimer, I think Oppenheimer is going to take it. Really do. Yeah, Nolan. He might be my favorite director. You know, Scorsese obviously too. is up there too, but Tarantino too. But it's like I think it's those are like the big three. Yeah. Especially for dudes our age. Yeah. Um quick game with Billy. How oh old is Tom Cruise? Is he sixty? Sixty one. Damn, I knew it. I thought so. Yeah. Uh July third, so he just had his birthday not too long ago. Isn't he in the movie called like Born on the Fourth of July or something like that? I just watched that actually uh, last week. He's born on the third of July. Yeah, he's born on the third of July, but he was born on the fourth in that movie. That movie's <laughs> just sad the entire way through. I never watched <laughs> it. I just I've always heard about it. It. Uh, I mean, he's he's good in it. It's just there's a lot of people. Willem Dafoe. There's quite a handful of people in it. Willem Dafoe rules. He's just in everything. He's fantastic. Um. But yeah, it's just sad. It's about a dude who's like, I want to go to war in Vietnam. So he does. And then uh, he loses his legs. Oh, and then it's just about that life. And it's not great for him. <laughs> Damn. But uh, yeah, obviously he's he's great. In everything. Um, yeah, so Barbenheimer next week, I uh, think that wraps it up here. Any, anything else you want to say about this film? It rules. Go see it in the theater. It's worth it. It's worth it. Even yeah. though you weren't as high on me, you weren't as high on it as me. Seven's, seven's still pretty high. Yeah, I still agree. See it in theaters. It's still a good movie. Yes, absolutely. And that, uh, so let me tell you where that does put it. Um, that puts it at two. Okay, I was going to say, so, it's going to be high. Yeah, it is tied with John Wick. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. Very fair. Because at one point, oh. that was our favorite movie of the year, too. So Oh, it is also tied. It's a three-way tie. Uh, John Wick, Mission Impossible, and Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. So all, I think all of that. Some of the best movies yeah. of the year. So, And I think, yeah, come the end of the year, we're going to be... Only one can remain tied. We need to pick a winner. That's but, true. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a battle royale. I think mine's going to be Barbie. Yeah, it's very <laughs> possible. I'm hoping that there's some just like random movie out there that just shocks us all kind of like surely, um, there, surely there will be kind of like uh, everything everywhere. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Barbie might be that movie. It's weird enough. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but we'll call it there, Ty. And uh, we'll be seeing. I, 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 I'm not going to say it. we're going to be seeing Barbie and Oppenheimer. I didn't want to say the word. I've been saying this whole episode i wasn't gonna do it again um but up we'll, and barbie up and barbie yeah <laughs> so we'll see those we'll review those next week and uh yeah i think we hit the peak of the movie season i think so i think this week and next week those are gonna be the two biggies 
So stay tuned and we'll see everyone next week. Peace. Thank you.